Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Her learning is on. It's I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel Lynn Lindsay. We are up super early this morning. And you still got your morning voice. You're a little yeah. groggy. You're Rockiness. a little groggy. But yeah. shout out to Van. He's accommodating my schedule. I have to, I, was, I messed up with the Eastern time, Pacific time. I would get on Van for this. He's taking it in stride. Van and Donnie. Well, Donnie don't count because he's on East Coast. He, it's not early for him. It's early for Van. He woke up. He's a team player. I'm shouting you out, Van. Thank you. Donnie, you Donnie looks like he's sitting on his porch smoking yes. a Marlboro Red or something like that. Look at <laughs> Jump, <laughs> on, Donnie. Jump, 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 jump on, Donnie. Jump on, Donnie. Jump on, Donnie. Please, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> Not even holding the chin. <laughs> it's the it's because I'm in the sun. Normally right. it's the evening time and the sun is behind the house. So I think that's contributing right. to the look. And this is in the morning. I'm I haven't it's, like I haven't gotten my full bearing. So Van's got the gravity like voice. I got the Marlboro Marble Red. Donnie looks like he got the like coffee the out there, the Marlboro Red. It looks cool. It looks like you, you look like somebody's dad right now. You do look like somebody's like, dad. Hey, your daddy out there on the porch. Now you know that's his time. Leave him alone now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, where you got to go? Where you got to go? What's your, oh, what's I your gotta, problem? Boy, I got go to I got to go to Florida mm-hmm. for a wedding. One of my mm-hmm. friends because sometimes you do make friends from the bachelor world, is getting married. Um, so I'm going to the wedding. She asked me to speak like three days ago at the oh wedding. So um, it's going to be fun. It's the same bachelorette party that I went to in Scottsdale earlier this month. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I just got to get there. It's one of those things where it's crazy. I just got to get on the flight and everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. But we got a problem. What's the problem? This weekend... My friend and I, one of my friends and I, we like to hike. And mm. I've, I've kind of taken a sabbatical from hiking. We mm-hmm. all know why. Yeah. One of the things about moving to L.A. that I was really excited about were the hikes. Really? Um, I like to walk my dogs. That's my meditation time. I'm in deep thought. I pretend I'm listening to something. I'm not. It's my time. So we went to a new trail for us, Wisdom Tree. Went on the hike, made it up to the top, saw the wisdom tree, saw 360 views of L.A. Absolutely beautiful. I took a picture because I was really appreciating the moment. Do you know that my DMs and my comments are flooded with mountain lion content? They should be. And I can't stand any of you thought warriors, soulless jackals, Van Lathan, I'm sick of it. You have ruined what was a beautiful experience for me. People were like, where's your stick? Were you on the lookout? You better yeah. better watch out for Mountain Lion. Van, yeah. this has got to stop. <laughs> no, it can't. Stop. I couldn't believe it. It was a beautiful caption. It was all about, you know, resetting and recharging. And people were like, Mountain Lion. Yeah, Mountain Lion. <laughs> so look, here's the thing. I did see something that really should give you, because I saw I'm, it and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm learning about Mountain Lion too. So apparently, if you see Mountain Lion, you're probably okay because if Mountain Lion was hunting you, you wouldn't even see Mountain Lion. Do you realize how terrifying? So. 
Mount Lion could have been watching me during the entire hike. I was more worried about rattlesnakes on this trail. I should have been worried about Mount Lion, apparently. Do you hike, fan, or do you just do walks now? I just do walks. Mm. Mm. I just do walks. And mm. a, a part, part of the reason why I just, well, first of all, I never was much of a hiker. Um, I saw these people, these white people at Griffith Park, and they looked like they were living on the edge. You know what I mean? They were, they were, they were hiking, and it was like, what if, what, what's, what's going to happen here? What if you fall? What if you take a tumble? So I don't like my relaxed time mixed with extreme sports. Okay, that's just me. So, so the, the trails, the trails are carved out, like they're paved out. You don't I'm have. Not, it's not like that. Yeah, but it, I, I see the one that I walked up was paved off, but then I saw somebody else, and they look like fucking Spider Man. Not for me. I, I understand, but plus I get I like I like urban hikes. I like to walk around, you know, see different people, do whatever, whatever. Pop in on a podcast that's outside every now and again, <laughs> you know. But shout out to those guys. But no, I, I don't. But also, I think this is good, Rachel. I think all of this is positive, and let me tell you why. You shouldn't just be able to walk in somebody's house unannounced. <laughs> Here we go. Here we you know. Go. If if you if like if I was coming to your beautiful home, okay, your beautiful home, I'd ring the doorbell, I'd make myself known, and you know if if I didn't do that, people would be like, "Man, what about Rachel? Is Rachel around? You're in Mountain Lion's home. You're in Mountain <laughs> Lion's home. People are like, "Hey, did you did you say hello to Mountain Lion? Okay, like okay. so that so that so that I, I think that being aware." that you were in the home of Mountain Lion is very positive. It's Mountain Lion's home. Can't there be an argument made that because I was on a, actually these, this was actually actual climbing, but there could be an argument made if I'm on a paved walkway that I'm not in Mountain Lion's home. No, I'm on the side. I'm walking the streets. I'm walking the streets. I'm not going into the house. I'm just walking along the street. I, I disagree. This is a fundamental disagreement that you and I have. The fundamental well, I just want you to know you really have ruined a pastime for me, I and all you why. thought, and all you thought, warriors too. Who I thought? See, Van, this this lets you know they are on your side. You like to talk Mm-mm. about the soulless jackals. You like to say that these people don't support you. Mm-mm. Everybody was trolling me about mountain lion. See, this is the thing. They're not on my side. They're, They're on, on my lion side. side. Okay. <laughs> and, that, and that's that's really Donnie? Donnie? <laughs> Donnie. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and, and that that's the most important thing. We don't have to agree on a lot of things, but what one thing we do have to agree on is the time. Do you understand? That I don't think it was really us that even got. We are living in the year of mountain lion. This is the <laughs> renaissance of mountain lion. Like this is mountain lion has never been this relevant. Like we we when we talked about it, we didn't even. I was just look, we we talked about it. <laughs> so here's the thing for me, I mm-hmm. have been. I am mountain lion was really a. It's anxiety, right? Because I'm looking around when I'm 
see, when I go to Griffith Park and stuff, I look around and I'm like, yo, it's a lot of woods out here. Like when I was in Louisiana, I knew I was in the woods. I'd seen everything you could see in the woods. Mm-hmm. Everything. See bobcat. See wild turkey. See deer. See uh, everything wild you can see. Is it like me. like wild turkey terrifying? It's terrifying. Um, when I was a kid, but then when I would see wild turkey, when I was, I was like, hey, what's up, wild turkey? You know. But like I seen everything you see in the woods in California. I had seen almost nothing in the woods. Like you never see nothing. All of these people walking around, and all you see are fucking squirrels. There's got to be stuff in here. And I started hanging out at Griffith Park more, playing golf. And I started seeing more stuff. I see owl. I see deer. I see rabbit. I see all of these things. And I'm like, mm-hmm. All of these things are, besides the owl, they're prey. There's something else here. Something bigger. Something more dangerous. And then people start saying, oh, yeah, the mountain lions. There's a couple of mountain lions up there. And then that's it. Now I'm looking for a majestic, beautiful creature who roams Griffith Park, like doing its thing in different times of the day. And I was letting you know, you know, but since then, Rachel, we, it's, we've seen mountain lions in in schools. We've seen mountain lions in bathrooms. We've seen mountain lions. It, it is the fucking age of mountain lion. And we've you should them, be respectful. We've seen them on roofs. By the way, I want to say something real quick. I want to say something about that. The picture that has been disseminated of mountain lion on the roof is not the picture that we were shown. Okay. The picture that we were shown looked much, much different. When you look, when you get up close on it, it doesn't look like mountain lion. Okay. But from the view that I saw, it looked like the greatest picture of Mount Lion that has ever been captured. Okay. Okay. So, you know. I didn't say that. I didn't see that, but sure. You never, but Rachel, you know. I was always a doubter on that picture. Yeah, I know, but you're, you're a doubty type person anyway. <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> yeah. True. You're, you're, you're a doubty type person. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more.
So, Kanye West lost $2 billion. Is that what we're up to right now? $2 billion? Well, he lost $2 billion from the Adidas deal. Oh. Oh. Gosh, I didn't realize it was that much money. So, I was saying this earlier, and I don't think that people were either... uh, we have to talk about this, guys. I know that this is not. No, we have Kanye, to talk about Kanye it. Cast, but look, they get it. I was, and this is not going to be the big deal of the day. There is no big deal today. We're just talking today, okay? I wouldn't say that this is the big deal of the day. I'd say this is the thing that people are talking about today. You know what we should do? When we don't have like a really truly big deal, we should like just we should call this segment just something to talk about, and then we should play that. Yeah. Uh, let's give them something. Let's to give them something to talk about. Mm-hmm. I've had a straight of thing. Uh, uh, how uh-huh. about us? That's not um, that's not Come Melissa on. Etheridge. Uh, no. no that's, Melissa, hold on, hold on. Wow. Melissa Etheridge. Melissa Etheridge is come to my window. Uh, so something yes. to talk about is I can see her. She's a lady. She's got red hair. Yeah, correct. Uh, correct. She's got she's got a streak in her hair. Yes, she does. Um, I can see her. Uh, would you like Would you like to buy a letter? Give me a letter. Initials, first no, last just, name. Just just give me give me something. I can see this lady. I can see okay. her. B. B. I don't know why. Well, I, I was thinking B. Something was say Belinda. No. Oh, you know it good damn well. It ain't no Belinda. <laughs> Bonnie? <laughs> yes. Bo- uh, Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie Raitt. Yes. Belinda. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like Bonnie, Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie Raitt. I can see. I, I, it's just early. I could see her. I could yeah, yeah, see yeah. her. You're Bonnie right. Raitt. Um, Let's give him something. So this is. So that's, that's, that's the. Uh, I like that song, by the way. Then they ended up making a movie. Uh, called something <laughs> to talk about. They, they by the way, hold on real quick. They don't do that anymore. Like, think about it. Like, a, 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 a like a when a man loves a woman. When a man loves a woman, <laughs> the, the songs used to get so big that they would then uh, like name a movie after the song. Something to talk about becomes a becomes a deal, you know. And then I, they haven't done that in a long time because also the songs now are like they're different, right? What are you gonna call the songs? Wow. Wop, wop, stick talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> what you know? <laughs> Beatbox challenge. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you know, it's it's different. Like they don't they don't, they don't do that anymore. Bring you know, there it were back. Se- there are several songs that are are based that are based on movie titles. Everybody that's listening. Come up with your favorite movies, not songs based on movie titles, but movie titles based on songs. Come up with your favorite movies that are based on the name of a popular song. Okay. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny to do. Anyway. Um, so this is something to talk about. Kanye West lost $1.5 billion. Look, I this was my whole thing. I had problems because I don't really I know how valuations work, but I didn't know whether or not his valuation was directly tied to his partnership with Adidas, but I assumed that it was. 
So when he was going around stunting on everybody, talking about how rich he was, I was like, yo, if they drop him, he's not going to be a billionaire anymore. But that looks mm-hmm. like uh, that's what's happened. He's There's been a slew of companies to distance himself from Kanye West. Uh, the lost partnerships with The Gap, Balenciaga, Adidas, CAA ended his relationship with him. Uh, there's a shelved uh, uh, documentary with him. Aaron Donald, Jalen Brown, both left Don to sports. Um, everyone is is running from Kanye West, including Adidas, and the loss of his deal with Adidas uh, changed the valuation of his company, if there is a company, and now Kanye West went from uh, being worth around $2 billion to being worth around uh, the sad, still incredibly rich sum of around $400 bucks. So everyone's like, oh, Kanye West, he's guy still worth $400 million. Uh, there is... An issue here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of this comes on the heels of Kanye West, of course, very dangerous, disparaging, um, and disgusting comments about the Jewish community. Yes. There are many who are wondering why Kanye's anti-blackness and his disparaging comments about the black community uh, did not warrant such a cancellation, if you will, or stiff penalties by people. Rachel, are you one of those people? I will say this is this is a hard not hard to talk about, but there's a fine line here because I don't want to make it seem like I'm being insensitive <clears throat> to the Jewish community by any means, but I would say I don't know how you can't think about how for years Kanye has been saying anti-Black things. I mean, back in like 2015, he said racism is outdated. You know, obviously he talked about slavery being a choice most recently with the White Lives Matter. And then also his um, disparaging remarks uh, regarding George Floyd. He has constantly attacked Black people, the Black community, and put out messages that were anti-Black, yet although people condemned him, there wasn't the, and there wasn't this movement in the same way of brands and corporations and agencies and lawyers disassociating themselves with him. But I think that there's so many different ways that you can look at it. I mean, it could, you could say it's a culmination of this. It's that plus now his attack against the Jewish community. You could say he was not just talk, saying, um, talking bad about Jewish people. He was talking about killing them. Like that's, that's a whole, that's another level. You could say, and I, and this is something that popped up in my mind as well. Did people also not take it as seriously or react in the same way because he was a black person talking about black people? Um, I understand the discourse. I actually think it's very interesting, but I'm not one of those people who's upset that corporations are now um, distancing themselves and everybody distancing themselves for Kanye on the heels of his anti-Semitism. I'm not one of those people, but I do think that there's a conversation to talk about why was there not this strong? Oh, I know my point. No, why there wasn't this strong of a reaction when he was talking about his own community and his own people. And another thing you could say that a reason you could say possibly that that's not the case is because the people who were being 
talked about in such a hateful way weren't holding him accountable. Ding, ding, ding. So it, a couple of things here. Number one, we should it should be known that Adidas put their uh, relationship with Kanye West, at least Adidas, under review following the White Lives Matter t-shirt. So following the White Lives Matter t-shirt, Adidas did put their relationship with Kanye West under review. Not sure if they would have uh, gotten rid of him, but that is no. something, something that was uh, for sure. Said. Something to be said. Okay. So, um, uh, we have an internal dialogue. <sighs> hmm. There are a lot of us, right? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of black people, 40 million black mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jewish community is a smaller group of people. Um, and being that they're a smaller group of people, there are probably certain edicts that at least I'm not going to in any way speak like they all, like all Jewish people in the country uh, get along or not all Jewish people in the country are on the same page with everything. I think things like that are sometimes overstated, but I will think, I will say that uh, a smaller group of people understands the big red flags when they see them. Okay, mm-hmm. um, black people, much larger group of people, and what the state of blackness in America is a much more complex trauma than it is in some other places. And what I mean by that is that America has given black Americans so many different versions of why we're in the situation that we are so many different explanations as to why we're in the situation that we are. Um, that sometimes we, we are still, uh, discussing between each other, uh, which ones of those things are true and which ones of those things are false. You have a group of black Americans out there that, that believe um, that since we've been in America, capitalism and white supremacy have been two ogres that have beat us about the head and patrolled our every single move and pulled the rug out from under us whenever we got a solid, firm standing in this country. And it's been intentional um, and it's used all types of tactics. It's used the tactics of uh, usury through contract buying schemes and uh, swindling. It's used the term of just straight up economic unfairness in situations like redlining, uh, you know, the access to loans, things like that. It's been political in terms of suppressing mm-hmm. black votes. It's been emotional in terms of the way our women are portrayed and the way we're portrayed in mass media. Um, it's been actually physical um, through white terrorism. Uh, it's just been in a complete 360 of pain and mm-hmm. despair. But then Mm -hmm. there are also other people in black America who say that that's not true, that that's a figment of our imagination and Hmm. that we haven't had it much different than other immigrant groups. And if we did, it was so long ago that Hmm. um, it doesn't it's not worth mentioning now that, you know, since the time that America has come into its adolescence, things have been routinely fair and because of that, black people should uh, stop blaming, stop talking, stop harping, 
and get back uh, get back on and get, jump up and get back on that horse that we were never on in the first place. So, and by the way, those conversations are real and they're not as far out there as you guys think they are. I'm talking about like not, I'm talking about just get, that's another reason why it's important to talk to people who are just living their lives. Because when you talk to people who are just living their lives, it might, be, it, when, it might not be, it might not be, might not, how can I say this? People who don't spend their every single waking moment enriching themselves with historical knowledge or with contemporary knowledge, you hear all kinds of stuff. You hear people say, yeah, man, that was a long time ago. You hear people go, well, slavery was a choice, but listen to what he's trying to say. And you mm-hmm. realize that there are a lot more people out there than you think that there are. And that should inspire you to be even more educated, to be even louder, um, and to be more collected in how it is that you view this country and our state in it. I say all of that mm-hmm. to say that Kanye West really was speaking for a lot of those people. And as much as we don't want to admit it, slavery was a choice. All of that stuff that started a lot of conversations. A lot of people thought a lot of people and, and in this particular situation, I'm going to pull a little bit of rank because I got those people reaching out to me. I got people mm-hmm. telling me that mm-hmm. I wasn't smart enough to understand what <laughs> Kanye West was saying. And, and, and to be honest with you, I didn't get them in 2018 and didn't stop. I get it all the time, like all the time. So if people Can I ask wonder, you a question about that? Sure. Go ahead. Do you think, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt your, your thought, but no, okay. do you think that people, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. We've mm-hmm. had people like that on the podcast. Hmm. Um, do you think that that thought was in people always, and I'm, I'm sure it wasn't some, but do you think that that thought grew and became more widespread with people, with Kanye, having such influence, having such a platform, saying that already being labeled a genius, even if it wasn't a musical sense or in an in, in artistry form, and saying, listen to him, he's free. Because that's the kind of stuff people say, he's free. He's mm-hmm. really thinking. Do you think that him doing that really caused people to latch on to that school of thought and continue to talk that way. Now I'm not going to give him that much credit because I've heard this. Okay. Uh, I've heard this in many different ways, right? I've heard this in many okay. different ways. For example, when you heard one of your uncles back in the days, like when we was growing up, it was a white man that was lynching us. Now y'all out there killing each other. Like, like y'all is, is y'all niggas out there killing each other. Not understanding that <laughs> in a sense, White supremacy, white supremacy is killing black people when it's gangs killing gangs. White supremacy is killing black people when it's the Ku Klux Klan killing, <laughs> killing black men. Uh, there's systems and structures that put people in situations um, and, sure. make, and, and, and bring the worst out of them, especially when they're in the survival matrix. And if you're taking the, you know. The, the the long view of, of these things, changing those systems or destroying them or building new systems is the only way to affect outcomes in people. So I've heard different versions of this, right? Uh, it's essentially, you're looking at uh, far right, pro-white supremacy talking points that sometimes are echoed by black people uh, and they don't even know that they're, that they're doing it. Okay, so 
say all that to say this. That conversation is viable in our community. We have it with each other all the time. It's a conversation of how much of our lot are we responsible for. It's a, com- it's a real conversation that's had. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know very many Jews who ever, ever negotiate, volley around, delve into how responsible they are for pogroms, for the Holocaust, or for any of the attitudes that people have about them. I've never heard that. Yeah. I've never, I've never in life heard them, well, well, maybe they got a point. Maybe right. the 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 Nazis had a point. Maybe so and so had a point. I never hear them do that. Now, once again, they're we're, we're talking about a much smaller group, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a much smaller group with uh, less of a legacy in America when it comes to the uh, the the actually forming and and um well. I don't want to talk about something I don't know about. I'm not. What I'm telling you is that black people have been an integral part of the beginning of this country since before there was an America. So all of these different narratives that were given to us or mm-hmm. talked about us have been very well formed throughout hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Absolutely. So I'm not. While I'm not blaming black people for the for, for the fact that these uh that these issues and these, these things that Kanye has said didn't get him counsel before. I'm saying that there is a reason why. And I have actually posted on my Twitter. I never forget. There's one particular person. I won't bring this person's name up, but I just, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this in my life. Somebody who's pretty famous, very famous that would right after Kanye came to the office would just hit me all the time and we would talk and go back and forth. How disappointed, how proud they were of me, blah, 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 blah. And then literally a month later, like a month later, the Wyoming thing happens. When Kanye gets to go out, brings everybody out to Wyoming, right? That was May this June. And they're there hanging up, hanging out, partying, doing all of that. Now, look, here's my thing. I don't know if this person had had a conversation with Kanye West and had gotten more clarity on what Kanye was trying to say or what was going on, but we had never had a conversation about that, and I would think that if we had had as many conversations about the the other part of it that we would have had a conversation about that too, but I don't think it was was of that. I think that what, what happened was that people saw what he said they then discuss whether or not there was actually merit to it. And the discussion itself seemed to be worth the statement for a lot of people. The discussion itself where does he have a point? Should we, Mm -hmm. should we be more, are we, are we invest, are we investing too much into victim trauma? Are we being a little bit too passive should we overthrow these? These things are being said. And, and by the way, it's there. And then it's Harriet Tubman. You know what yeah. I mean? And then it's White yeah. Lives Matter. It's all of these things like, mm-hmm. like, you know, together. It's all of these things mm-hmm. together. And nobody like he's not going to lose anything. When Kanye West wants to show up to the party, you're still going to roll out the red carpet. Unfortunately for him, the Jewish community, they don't play that shit. 
And and they shouldn't. Uh, right. They they're saying, hey. And you, we also have to remember the blueprint. It starts with Goebbels and Hitler and the rest of these guys just talking. It starts mm-hmm. with just talk. It starts with, yeah. hey, you know, things are fucked up after World War One. Look around and these are the people that are responsible for that. These are the people. These are the reasons why. These are the people that did that. These are the people that are responsible for that. Boom, boom, boom. And then a rise to power as the nationalism starts to grow, as the this guy knows how to fix our society, you look around at your at your lot in life and you go, okay, we have an enemy now. And then before you know it, it they kill 6 million people. 12 mm-hmm. million, by the way, but 6 million mm-hmm. Jews. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're not, they promised their grandparents and their great-grandparents that they wouldn't let it happen again. They promised them that they would be, they promised them that this wouldn't let it happen again. They promised them. They're, by doing what they're doing to culture to Kanye West, they're fulfilling a cultural promise. And what I'm saying is, we got promises too, but we need to make sure that we fulfill them. We owe our ancestors not to let people talk shit about them. We owe our ancestors to go out there and kick some ass for freedom. We owe You're them right. in the same exact way. So I'm not... I'm not saying that it's an easy thing to do. It's so many of us with so many different perspectives. But what I'm saying is, I don't think we were as mad as they were, just to be real with you. No, there's no, no, we weren't. Yeah. We weren't. And we showed that by continuing, continuously supporting Kanye, no matter what he did, whether it was buying his clothes, buying his music, you know, supporting his school of thought. We constantly did that. So the Donda Academy is shut down too. Okay, so they shut down everything. The Donda Academy, $15,000 school in an undisclosed area with parents signed NDAs. Don't know much about the school, but we do know that there was an email sent out and they shut down the Donda school. Okay. This is so predictable, what's happening to him. Is there a part of you that thinks that this is what he wanted? Because I watched two or three separate interviews where Kanye West delved into some of the most classic anti-Semitic rhetoric. There's just no way you think you're getting away with that. I mean, so, so, I mean, it almost seems like this is what he wanted in a way. You're also assuming that he's of sound body and mind. Mm-hmm. So we will we won't we'll know that. We'll never know that. If I were to, to guess, I would say that he wanted some of this, but not all of this. Because when he's on Dream Champs and he's shouting out, Adidas isn't going to cancel me, no matter if I say anti-Semitic rhetoric, and then I don't. I really think he thought Adidas would not let him go. There's no, There's no way, way that he want. There's no way he thought There's, that. Yeah, you think he thought Adidas it, would let him go? Uh, There's. You think not, he was prepared to lose that much money? I think he thought he would have been on pause. I think he thought he would have been under review. But no, we haven't seen him go to this extreme. But if history has predictive value, 
like it does for Kanye West, like it does where you can say these type of remarks on live TV or live to tape TV and somebody hides it for you. So if that is what history has shown you, then why would you think that now is the time it's going to happen? You've continued down this path. You yourself said that you weren't surprised by his anti-Semitic remarks because you've heard it before. And that was years ago and nothing has happened. So I find it hard to believe that Kanye West truly thought that he was going to lose all of this. Hmm. There would be backlash. There might be a couple of sponsorships, but not to this level. There's no way. There's no way. Because even now he's starting to apologize. He's, he's changing his tone a little bit, not fully, a little bit. I do think that he wanted to push the envelope a little bit to be able to say, see, I told y'all, I told y'all that they were against me. I think there was some of that, but not to this extreme. Where did he change his tone at? I, I'm trying not to watch his interviews and stuff. Oh, no, you guys got to watch. Before you say that he apologized, you guys got to watch the whole interviews. Like, no, I, no, no, no. I, I see okay, people doing ahead. that. I see people doing that. I, I see people doing that. And I see people clipping part. If you watch the whole Lex Friedman interview, if you if you watch the whole Lex Friedman interview, if you watch the entire Piers Morgan interview, which I've watched them both, uh, I watched them both a couple of times. To be honest with you, it's just, I don't know how you it's do just that. All, it's I, you have to understand it's 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 Van's it's Van's devastating curiosity. <laughs> it, it, it just you, um, he's he's not he believes what he believes. Well, I know he said, I apologize, but I stand by what I said. Yeah. Right. Is that yeah. not what he said of Pierce? It, 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 the Pierce one is one, but he just says they doing a whole interview where someone has to convince you why what you're saying isn't true. And you say it is true, but I'm just not going to, I'm not going to say it. It's not like, it's like, it's like saying if me and you are talking, right. And I'm saying, well, women are bitches and sluts and hoes. Let's just be honest with you. And then you're saying, well, you can't say that. Okay, well, I'm not going to call them bitches and sluts, bitches and sluts and hoes. I'm sorry but I still them, think But that. we know that they are. You know what I mean? So it's like, so. It, right. Sorry. I'm not saying that he's yeah. apologizing and taking it back. I'm just saying that he's softening. And I, and I mean sure. that very, like, I don't mean he's taking it back or he's changed his mind. I mean, he's not saying DEFCON 3 anymore like that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But um, to answer your question, to go back to that, no, I don't think that he thought this was going to happen. Um, I don't, it's, it's when I, when I see this and knowing somebody who sat down with him and spoke to what they saw face to face um, while he's doing this, this media, this media tour, where are the people around him? Like where there's not one. I, I just, it, how can you truly say you love and you care about somebody and then watch them spiral out of control, watch them ruin so many things that they built and it goes away in weeks because you're just saying the most hateful things. I don't understand how you can still support this person. And I I just don't understand that mentality. I really don't. Yeah. 
I've also been um I've also been able to uh I've also been able to 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 kind of get a, a better purview about this is look, there's so many layers here. I've been able to get a much better purview about celebrity, about fame, about uh cultural allegiance. And I think that it's a time to relitigate some of those things and to think about uh how much our our luminaries really uh mean to us, you know? Um because there's a kookiness that's going on. Some of our rappers, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Is Kanye is a uh he's an extreme example. But some of our rappers age gracefully. They age beautifully. You know? Some of them age and they become socially active. They become um great family men and husbands and fathers and they become great uh mothers and business owners and you know lady moguls and all of that stuff but some of them in their older age they get kooky there's a kookiness okay that exists with a lot of rappers in their 40s kooky doing stuff on the gram kookiness an unseriousness getting involved in all kinds of weird ass activities Getting like like beefing with all kinds of people. You shouldn't be beefing with this many people. This kooky. Sometimes it's kooky. Beefing over what? Like in the defense of Kanye? No, 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 no. I'm just talking about. I'm talking about overall. Whether or not, uh, whether or not we've given too much cultural currency to some of our brothers and brothers and sisters in hip hop. Whether or not we straight up care too much what they do or what they say. This is a reality. Like you're looking around and a lot of times you can't trust the examples or the intellectual fortitude of what's coming out of their heads. And like Kanye West is probably the biggest example of that. Um, I don't want to go too far because it's not something I've given a ton of thought to just yet, but I was thinking about just looking at all the people, just looking at some of the, the, looking at like how Irv was acting, like with Ashanti, looking at all of this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, looking at these, and and these were titans of culture, and it was a whole time where, where really for my life, hip hop was uh, such an integral part they were really telling the stories like they were on the forefront um, of some of this social revolution, right? At least what I thought was social revolution because I looked at them as calling out the dysfunction that existed in sure. so many black American neighborhoods, right? I listened to them. They were talking about it. Now I wonder if I was naive. Some of them were, but some of them were just putting rhymes over beats and making money and fucking bitches. And, and excuse my knowledge, but that's the way it was, and, and my language, but that's the way it was. And now we get to a point to where we expect people in their 40s and their 50s to be more serious uh, about the community that showed them the allegiance that we have. We expect them to be a little bit more serious. And a lot of times they aren't. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of times they aren't. 
Like a lot yeah. of times they're not. A lot of times what we get from them is fuck Black Lives Matter, pictures with Donald Trump, weird mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. crazy shit happening. A lot of times they aren't. And Kanye West is the worst example of it. But this the the kookiness of celebrity is in a particular place to be able to injure black Americans because we put too much into it sometimes. And Malcolm X said that. So, so I'm, you know, I'm just looking at this and there needs to be some barriers and there needs to be some new voices, some new people that inform us, inspire us and, 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 and push us to the, to the next level. Like how, how how aspirational is it to be a billionaire if Adidas can take your billionaire status in one day? Mm. Like how you guys all talk about how much money mm-hmm. you want to have, how you want to be mm-hmm. billionaires, right? You want to like how free Kanye West was with he, because he was a billionaire. All everybody was like, "Oh, he's a billionaire." You can't tell him something. They took that shit from him in one day. So how free really was he? Not that he deserved any freedom. To, not not that he deserved the freedom to go out and say the shit that he wanted to say. But like all of these things that we're basing on money, clout, and all of that, all that shit's not true. The things that we really should be invested into are our brains, our hearts, and the way that we re- the the way that we relate to one another. So yeah, and I don't see anybody. <laughs> there ain't no shoes for that. <laughs> 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 you don't get no platinum plaque for that. You know what I'm saying? You don't, like, like, you don't get like, you don't get like you know what I'm saying? Like Anna Wintour don't give a fuck about that. So I don't know. I'm sorry. You were gonna say though. No, 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 no. You're you're fine. You're you're absolutely right. Only thing I, I I was just gonna say. I mean, you really summed it up there. There really is nothing for me to say. But we gotta invest in us. Yeah, I man. think that's like the lesson. Is that not the lesson? If you're going to look at Kanye and like you said, it's layered. If you're going to really get down to, if you can, the root of it. And like what we started talking about when we had this whole conversation of what the people are talking about, it's how the Jewish community is handling attacks against them versus how we're handling attacks. And if you look at it, we really got to have some more of a unified structure, voice, movement to uplift us and stop giving that power to so many other people to allow them, I guess, which trickles down to how we interact and think about certain things and what we value and who we uplift. We got to bring it back to us because that's exactly with what they're doing. And you see what happens and how powerful that can be when it is unified and when they do stick together. I don't know how we do that. I don't know who's going to be the person to do that for us, persons to do that for us. But I think we even had a conversation here on higher learning where we talked about who we not give power to, but who we admire and who we uplift but at the end of the day, what is it that they value? And what is it that they're uplifting? We got to think about that. And we got to care. We, gotta, we, we have care. to really we care. We got to care more. We got to care really more. Because there's too many people who have a conversation with each other that don't. And I get it. You can be so wrapped up in your own life and your own problems that it's hard to see the bigger picture and the greater good. But we have to. Mm-hmm. We have That's to. True. That's true. This episode is brought to you by Viore. 
I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. I know what Herschel Walker uplifts. See what I'm saying? <laughs> See, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. I know what Herschel Walker's a fan of. My God, we gotta. I'll be, <laughs> you guys, Herschel Walker is a fan of abortion. He's an abortion fan. It's just here's the thing another woman, unnamed woman, alleges that Herschel Walker pressured her into having an abortion in 1993. Mm. That's the same year Jurassic Park came out. <laughs> what? <laughs> Herschel Walker been doing this since the fucking T-Rex was stomping around. Like Herschel Walker been a fan of choice since the Velociraptor was terrifying people in theaters. Okay, I'm just saying, it's a long time, man. It's a long time. A woman who claims she was in a years-long relationship with Herschel Walker says the Republican Senate nominee pressured her into having an abortion in 1993. Her name is Jane Doe. She's going by Jane Doe. Uh, she had a press conference with Gloria Allred. Donnie, give me the sound. In April of 1993, our client learned that she was pregnant. She was surprised. She had been on birth control throughout their entire relationship. When she told Mr. Walker that she was pregnant, he seemed shocked. She didn't know what to do. Mr. Walker clearly wanted her to have an abortion and convinced her to do so. Our client alleges that Mr. Walker gave her cash to pay for the abortion and that she went to a clinic in Dallas, Texas. However, while she was at the clinic, she became overwhelmed with emotion. She could not go through with it and she left the clinic in tears. When Mr. Walker called that and pressured her to go back to the clinic with him the next day to go through with the abortion. The following day, Mr. Walker drove her to the clinic and waited in the parking lot for hours until the abortion was completed and she came out. 
Hmm. So Okay. So a lot of people are wondering why is all of this coming out about Herschel Walker now? For the people that are wondering that, I have an answer to the question. You are stupid. I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people, because remember, Van knows great cross-section of people. Van, you're this and Herschel Walker. Why do you think all of this is coming out about Herschel Walker now? I just want to let you guys know you're idiots. I love you too much to mention your names. You're stupid. I told you you were stupid on the phone. You're dumb. You're dummy. You're moronical. You're a moron. You're an imbecile. The answer is clear. Herschel Walker is running for a Senate seat as an anti-choice candidate. And there are a lot of women who feel fucking played by that. Easy. Use your thinking cap. Put it on. What's the point of them asking you that? The point of them asking like, me that is to like, be argumentative and to say that I am being Herschel Walker for some reason because I am, because Herschel Walker is clearly unfit to serve Georgia and he's a fucking liar. But are those people saying it just for the sake of being argumentative or are they saying it because they're trying to say like, see, people come after politicians and- Yeah, are, people come like, after black men when they- as, yeah. if, as if they're trying to, but are they also- are they also in some in some ways supporting him? Or are they just trying to prove a bigger point of they're the coming after a black man? The conversation starts with Van. I ain't no fan of Herschel Walker, but ain't this what they do to a black man every single time? Yo, niggas, wake up. Tell your friends to listen to the first 45 minutes of this podcast. Because no, they have to understand they have to understand that that literally goes to exactly what you were saying. That line of thinking is deeply rooted. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that people don't attack black men in power and try to take them down. But Herschel Walker is not the hill to die on. You can't say you can't say it in general that all black men deserve that same type of uh, support. Or yeah, you can't say that Herschel Walker oh, is not that person. They, they deserve support, just not on some bullshit. If 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 Herschel, Walker, Herschel Walker, if Herschel Walker had a fight with the NFL over some CTE shit, I would be in Herschel Walker's corner one hundred percent. If Herschel Walker was in a fight over the, with the NFL over his pension and how he gave his body to football, I would be with him one hundred percent. That's this not is, this. I'm talking this, about this. That's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is. Like, if the NFL was trying to smear Herschel, well, no, that's not smear. That just made me think of bagels. Bagels, which is something that I had for the first time when I was in Minnesota with my Auntie Gail, <laughs> and she introduced me to bagels and summer sausage. True fucking story. Don't tell me my life. Don't <laughs> tell me my mother fucking with an ING life. I know my life. You guys don't know my life. Um, yeah, so look, Herschel Walker is probably, it's probably going to come out pretty soon that Herschel Walker was himself an abortion doctor. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I think he performed abortions. I'll be honest with you. Like, it, 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 it just can't, I've never met a more choice person. Herschel Walker was single-handedly keeping Roe alive. And now he wants to take it away from everybody else. 
Uh, because he's an imbecile. All right, let's take a break. We get back to some <laughs> entertainment stuff. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Okay, here comes Rihanna. She's about to drop. She's about to drop. She's uh, making her a long way to return to music with Lift Me Up. It's the lead single for Wakanda Forever, which is a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm about uh, an African country called Wakanda. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, Rachel. I know, I know you don't see a lot of movies. Yes. Uh, yes, I've, I've heard of this one. Let's listen to a little sound from Rihanna's song, Lift Me Up. That's it. That's all we got? That's it. And I love it. Rihanna gave us nothing. She gave us nothing. Come on. But I'm still so excited. I'm I'm excited too. I'm so excited. (laughs) Only Rihanna could, I mean, Beyonce probably could too. She gave us a a note and a hum. Mm -hmm. But we're ready. We are Mm -hmm. ready. Because by the time this podcast comes out, the song's out. Song's out. By the time this podcast comes out, I will have seen Black Panther Wakanda forever. You're watching tonight? Going tonight. Did didn't yes. go to the didn't go to the premiere, but I'm Why do you go to the premiere? Uh it's not I'm not in premiere mode. I didn't go to the, I didn't go to the premiere either. I yeah. Yeah. wasn't assigned. Yeah. They played you. But extra be playing the shit out of you. Don't cut this out. How, no, leave it in, man. How many cut today they send you to so many movies. I bet if it was White Panther they would have sent you to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Donnie, lead us in. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> like, how you go? How you not gonna go see her? How she not gonna go see? Her? Hold on for a second, bro. Wait a minute. We gotta do this. <laughs> they playing in your face, man. <laughs> how they not go? They see did. You? No, somebody black went. It just wasn't me. Is Nate Burleson? No, he's not with us anymore. Oh, Nate Burleson. Oh, Nate Burleson's on Good Morning America, right? CBS in the morning with CBS in the morning. I I tell you, shout out to Nate Burleson. Shout out to Michael Strahan. Shout out to all of the people for just taking Tiki Barber dreams, man. For just robbing Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber somewhere. Tiki Barber (laughs) somewhere right now, like drinking the fifth of Jack. In the morning, watching Michael Strahan, he got a loose cigarette, a Marlboro Red, like Donnie is hanging out the side of his mouth. And he's like, I put on for all these niggas. I'll tell you exactly I, where Tiki is. Where's he at? Real House, Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm telling you, 
Tiki not fucking where he wanted to be. Shout out to Tiki, man. Tiki left. He went there. He started fucking an intern or some crazy shit. And then like he he got the he got the cigarette hanging out the side of his mouth. Hey, hey. I was the first ex-football player to be on that shit. Tiki Barber is the soldier boy of ex-football players <laughs> that wanted to be on news shows. And I was the first. Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson. Shout out to Nate Burleson, man. I used to I used to get him in fantasy every year. Cause he was always dependable. Always dependable. Always He's dependable. Yes, he used to work for extra. He is with, he has moved on to the CBS in the morning, sitting right next to Gail King. Do you want to move on to that? I'm fine. You good? I want to look up Nate Burleson's numbers real quick. So this is Nate Burleson's numbers. 457 career receptions. 39 touchdowns. 5,600 career career receiving yards. I remember I would draft Nate, Nate Burleson in, um, <clears throat> in 2004. I had him on my team. And this was the year he was very dependable. 68 receptions, 1,000 yards, 9 touchdowns. Nate Burleson, man. Nady Burles. Did you win that year? He took you over? No, I didn't win. I won a couple of years later with a team called Daddy's Money. And the reason why it was called Daddy's Money was because my father gave me the money to enter the the, the fantasy (laughs) team. And then I won like $2,000. I paid them back. I miss you, Dad. The The year I won was when Peyton Hillis just had like the year. Mm. Remember that? Yeah. The year on the cover mm-hmm. of Madden. I'm, I had him that year, won the whole league. I was the commissioner that year. It's like I could I could see it. I knew. I knew. I never won after that. I, I never won. I uh <laughs> I called Peyton Hillis when I was at TMZ. Like I called Peyton Hillis to get his opinion on the Madden curse. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I at when I I called him up, he answered the phone. I was like, "Hey, man, TMZ Sports. Hey, how you doing?" It's like, "Yo, we're doing a story on Madden and the Madden curse." I was wondering if that's something you think is real. The nigga hung up the phone in my face. How dare you? I mean, that was the I would hung up to. He's like, "Of course it's real. Look at me. I'm living proof." He said that. No, I'm just saying oh. that's probably what he thought. Yeah, he would never, never to be heard from again. It felt like mm. never. Brittany Griner's appeal rejected in the Russian court. Her sentence has been upheld. Um, this is something that was pretty much expected. Uh, it's obvious now that getting Brittany Griner home is going to take coordination between the United States government and the Russian government. The Russian legal system is not going to be responsible for releasing uh, Brittany Griner, um, commuting her sentence, changing her sentence if it's left up to them, she's going to be in jail for nine years. Your thoughts when you saw this? No, I mean, you already said it. I wasn't, I, sadly, I guess I already thought this had happened. Um, they, The Russian legal system has shown us nothing but that they are trying to, they want her convicted. She seems to be a political prisoner. She's going to sit in jail for a while. It didn't seem like any effort that was done by our government, whoever else was in the fight to bring her home was helping. They had already made their minds up the moment that they arrested her. 
Sadly. I mean, it's, it's, it's really a sad story. We've talked about it here. We've, we've, we've gone back and forth. We've, we've litigated the whole issue. But at the end of the day, it's just sad. She's got a family. She's alone over there. She feels completely neglected by her, by everyone. And you can't, and you can't blame her for that. Um, it's just, it, yeah, I mean, I really don't have anything else to say. That it really is sad what's what's happening to her and what um what seems to be her fate when it comes to um having to sit out her time over there in prison. Do you see a solution? No. Hmm. Do you? Not one that I can think of. Um, I feel like. I mean, I, I, I know I, people are mad at Biden, but I feel like. Or the administration, but I feel like they've done everything that they could. Well, we wouldn't know if they've done everything they've could. We know that they've said they've done everything they could. I guess that depends on um, how much you trust if them. If I'm taking them for their word, if you're taking yeah. Them at their word, but uh, no, it seems like it's going to take something. It takes something um, pretty, uh, pretty incredible to to make it happen. But the one thing that can't happen is people can't do what we tend to do about other issues. You can't just forget about it. Uh, forgetting about Brittany Griner at this point is going to, um, you're sentencing her mm-hmm. by forgetting about her because if people forget, then I assure you that the administration and anybody else working on this will forget too. So, uh, don't let Brittany Griner be sentenced twice, sentenced by the Russians and then sentenced by us. She, if we, if, if, if we forget, then she will stay there for the entire nine years. Hmm. All right. Donnie mailback. Mailback time. Time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailback time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in all right uh first one is from hot girl in att on reddit she asks what is one thing black people created or made popular that you wish we could take back from the world and keep for ourselves you know i bet that's hot girl nat oh that or she could work for at&t if she works for at&t let me look at it let like, me hold look on. At it. Is it Hot Girl Nat or Hot Girl in ATT? I've never known anybody to have that much company Can pride. You... Donnie, it's definitely Hot Girl Nat. <laughs> I just looked at the name. Look, man, it's early. I, I... Yeah. Yeah. No, Donnie, it's almost afternoon where you are. Where you are. Stop, Enough. Stop, stop Enough. capping, Donnie. Stop capping. Hot Girl, Take hot girl in ATT, let us know how to pronounce your Reddit name. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that black people made popular. What a good question. Um, that we would have kept to ourselves. Maybe TikTok dances. And let me tell you why. Of all the things recently that black people have given to the world that's been stolen. People don't put TikTok dances up there with with rock and roll, but it's getting close. I'm not joking. TikTok is a place that's like 
has a bevy of content, right? But the dances made TikTok hot. The dances made TikTok catch on. TikTok is used all over the place by all over, but the dances made stars out of like little white girls and stuff like that. And I would have liked to see TikTok get its footing without it. All these black creators out there on TikTok doing their thing. So is the bigger answer our culture? No, because we got to have our culture because our culture is the way we celebrate and the way we we can't. No, but like those things. How can we keep our culture to ourselves though? Like we have to, we have to, what are you like talking about? Like the little about? thing, the little thing. Like I think of dances. I think of braids. I think of, I think, think like the way we wear we our hair. Dance, the way we gotta dance, Rachel. If we don't we dance, act, we're gonna go crazy. The way we dance, the way, like, the, the way. The way I thought this question was going at first, I wasn't reading it, I was listening. And I thought it was black people can take back. And I thought I was I was about to be like Kanye. And then you said to keep for ourselves. And I was like, mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. All right, Steve. Ne- uh, Steve. All right, Donnie. Next one. All right. Uh, Cantaloupe Steve on Reddit asks, would you two be open to a pet swap where you both would take care of each other's pets for a weekend? If so, how do you think it would go? Great for Absolutely. me. Great for us. Terrible for Rachel and Brian. That's not true. Bozeman's <laughs> been over here. I'm very familiar with Bozeman. I'm a. I, I'm almost considering myself to be a dog whisperer at this point. Mm-hmm. Bozeman would sleep in the bed with us. He would be totally fine. Mm-hmm. God, I'd be, be fine. Bozeman's sleeping in the bed right now. He, he, like I got up. Yeah. I got up to come in here, and Bozeman, Bozeman was like, "Yo, it's way too early for you to be disturbing me, nigga." <laughs> yeah, Bozeman would be fine with us. Copper's easy. Me and Copper would sit down. Copper is easy. <laughs> me and Copper would sit down. He'd sit right next to me on the couch. We would like I would order some wings. I'd eat a wing. I'd give Copper a wing. We'd watch some football. It'd be easy. Bozeman would drive them crazy, throwing the ball, licking, like the endless need for affection. Like Bozeman, Bo, 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 Bozeman just looks at you. <laughs> Bozeman just Bozeman walks into the room and he looks at you and he goes you need a hug <laughs> and, he, oh. and, and then he just walks up and jumps onto the couch he's 92 pounds jumps onto the I couch and puts all his weight on you and just collapses I'd love every bit of it Bozeman would be great he would do great here alright one more one more Donnie alright uh, last one is from Vinny Vitti Vici on Instagram he or she asks, Van's alma mater is playing Jackson State and college game day is pulling up this weekend. Is there another personality personality you feel has this this type of impact to keep helping HBCU athletics get these types of looks? You mean other than Deion Sanders? Yeah. No. Deion Sanders is the greatest ambassador in the history of the HBCU. And that's with all due respect to legends like Coach Eddie Robinson Sr. Uh, That's with all due respect to all of the fantastic HBCU coaches, faculty, legends that have come before Deion Sanders. But Deion Sanders is single-handedly telling the story of the HBCU 
in terms of athletics in a way that has never been told before, ever. It's just the, a fact. But the question is, is there another personality you feel can have this? So if no. somebody else, if somebody else, because Dion didn't go to an HBCU. So if somebody else said, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm a coach at an HBCU. I'm going to give back. Mm-hmm. Is there another? I think there are definitely other people that could do it if they actually did it. He's the one who's doing it now. Imagine if, Imagine if Michael Jordan said, I want to go back and I want to coach and I want to do that. You don't think that wouldn't have some type of impact? I'll be honest with you. It, it, it would, but Dion resonates a different way in culture than even Michael Jordan because Dion And culture, I get you. Yeah, Dion that. has, Michael Jordan is the biggest star, whatever. So what you're saying is true. But Dion has a ministry to young black men that did not just start with him. That's true. Dion coached at the high school level, coached his kids. Dion took an interest. Like, this is the culmination of a journey for Dion Sanders that's been going on for a long time now. And I think that, that lends an authority to it. I mean, what you're saying it's obviously very true. And if, you know, if, if, I don't know, if Leonardo DiCaprio decided he wanted to be the, that, oh, the, yeah, a, white a white person, you know what I mean? The, the head coach, it would be so funny. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is the head coach at Grambling. <laughs> you know what I mean? If he wants to do that, obviously. But what I'm telling you is right now, it, I've right never now, seen anything like totally. this before. You know what I mean? Totally. And, and, and what he's doing. And, you know, so I, I can't Game do anything. Day? That's Ga- a big deal. I can't do anything anything but give love and reverence um to 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 what Deion Sanders has done for for the HBCU. All right. Uh do you have an unexpected ally of the week? I do. Who is it? I do. New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. Um Ted Cruz recently went to baseball game. Mm-hmm. And the way the New Yorkers stripped him down, calling him out of his name, I would not necessarily condone this for everybody. Telling him to get out of their stadium, out of their city, out of their state because of what his values are. They didn't want somebody like him there. I loved every bit of the way they stripped him down. So my unexpected ally of the week are the New Yorkers who booed and criticized and yelled at Ted Cruz to get the fuck out of their stadium. Fuck you, you racist piece of shit! Fuck you! Fuck you, man! You suck! They're like 10 feet away from him yelling this. (laughs) I love it. All right. I gotta go. We gotta go. Rachel's gotta go. Oh, that you don't have. Yes, Rachel's gotta go. Um. Yeah, guys, go Great. ahead, do your thing. Take your thing caps off. Do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan Jr. I'm Rachel and Lindsay. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>